right, so on this episode on For the Record, I got my homie, Freaky Leak. <laughs> <laughs> I got my homie, Malik, on the line um, so we can discuss all of what's been in the media lately as it pertains to Jay-Z and some of his deals. Um, and I definitely want to invite you on the podcast just because I know that you're knowledgeable, you're going to do your research, and a lot of people that's talking about it don't really know shit about shit. So I felt like you was the perfect person. Welcome to the show. How you doing today? You good? I'm good. Appreciate you having me on your podcast. So if you're listening and you haven't heard, um, a couple weeks ago, I want to say a week and a half ago, we got news that Jay-Z sold 50% of his ownership stake of Ace of Spades to Moet Hennessy. And then in the past week, we also heard that Jack Dorsey, who owns Square, or as we know it, Cash Out, and he's also the CEO of Twitter, he purchased Title for $297 million. And, and social media went into uproar, and they immediately started calling Jay-Z a sellout because they felt like initially when Title was presented to the public, it was shown as a platform to not only support artists but as a means for black people to support black ownership right um so they feel like if you're just selling it over to the white man now how is it still supporting black owned business or how how should we still look at you as somebody uh that's keeping his word keeping black money in the black community you know what i'm saying so i guess my question for you would be do you see jay-z as a sellout or do you think that they have the right to call him a sellout as it relates to this deal? So I'm gonna answer the first question. Do I think Jay Do I think Jay Z a sellout? Of course, I don't think Jay Z a sellout. But I want to know, like, in your opinion, what's the definition of a sellout so we can like get to the bottom of it? That's a good question. I nobody's ever asked me a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a sellout to me would be somebody that um, goes back on their word on something that they initially I guess stood on what's your definition of a sellout okay in short I think the definition of a sellout is a person who says you're gonna do one thing and does another hypocrite yeah um and business I think their definition changed because business is not about I mean they say it's about morals and principles and Mm -hmm. being a, a honest person with integrity but that's everything business is not if you really in business hey that's facts <laughs> i googled it so, and it says it says to betray one's cause or associates especially for personal gain so that's why i had used the example the kevin durant example because <laughs> i felt like <laughs> it was like the easiest way to explain what it was but I agree though Like in business It's it's a grind Especially in the music industry Like it's a grimy thing Especially That's That's, that's a Great point In the music industry The white businesses Get to take advantage Of black people Every day All day Yeah And then You know Jay Z do a business deal That helps him And the co-owner Of the title Yeah He'll sell out Um So So does the definition Change to Jay Z When you say a sell out Can Can a regular person be a sellout a regular person yeah hell yeah so the reason why I don't, I don't think that he a sellout is because uh, Tidal was trying to compete with Apple and Spotify and mm-hmm. Houston you gotta have the, the same numbers or around the same ballpark numbers as those two businesses and then you got like not even 50% of black music, music listeners was on Tidal podcast so for the yeah. people that are listening to music and say he a sellout 
to double back and be like he he a hypocrite to his people because he sold titles to Jack Dorsey and Square, but he still made sure the people who invested with him in titles paid off the deal as well. Go ahead. Like, yeah, go ahead. Basically, title only had like five percent of it of the streaming market so that means that everybody else is still on Apple Music and Spotify like you said so not many people were on, on title yeah Period. supporting it in general so yeah so um, and you know YouTube played a, a really big part in music streams as well mm-hmm. like a lot of people who don't have title and, and Apple Music and Spotify be on YouTube playing artists music down there all day so um, the question the question I got for people that like say he's a hypocrite is like how he's supposed to stay loyal to black people black people don't even support the business that he's trying to lift up you gotta have money to put in a business mm-hmm. for it to grow and title realistically was not growing even though I got a title subscription it's not mm-hmm. better than Apple Music and Spotify like with the UI I say it lost money like every year or it's been losing money every, every year, year they lost money mm-hmm. and he one man trying to push a business you know, to compete with Apple, who's a, a trillion dollar company, and Spotify, who's a billion dollar company, and then he can't even get fifty percent of black music listeners to subscribe to Title. If he purchased the company originally for fifty six million dollars, how was it able to go up to or be valued in two hundred and ninety seven million dollars? Or is like, where well, does that come from? What does that number come in 2015, from? Two thousand fifteen, mm-hmm. we wasn't in two thousand fifteen. We wasn't listening to music like this to. Yeah. You know, the streaming platforms. A lot of a lot of it was free. Mm-hmm. Spotify used to be free. They didn't have a I don't even think they had a subscription based based plan back then. Because it used to be like Spotify and what was uh Pandora. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. More customers came so now the demand is wrong. So with title how it grew was that it's competition. If I pay the artist if I pay the artist more, more subscribers gonna come. So the more the more your platform grow, even though you lose the money, the more it grows. The more the business is worth. I guess we can talk a little bit about uh, what Jack Dorsey and Jay Z have said since then, just in terms of like how this deal can benefit um, artists as a whole. Um, like you said before, title isn't getting; it's not really resonating with mainstream consumers. Um, and like we said, only five percent. It's only five percent of the music streaming market. So I guess they're trying to figure out ways to come together and make it better. Um, and it, it seems like they're trying to f- further artists' connections through the cash up. I know they said that um, they're trying to make it a make it a way for like artists to be able to make money uh, easier, faster. Just, yeah, or just get them a better uh, percentage of their streaming numbers overall. Mm-hmm. I think Title is one of the top streaming platforms to give artists a, high, a higher percentage mm-hmm. of their stream. My thing is. People don't really know what their intentions are. They just see the deal, you know. So, I mean, they said the same thing about the NFL deal. And, and you could tell that people didn't really do their research about that. So, it's like, how can y'all be so judgmental up front when you don't know, like, in the long run what their goal is? Uh, um, I, want, I want to go back to your point right quick about the NFL deal. Mm-hmm. When you, like, uh, he partnered with them. They was calling him a sellout then because, he, you know, during that time, it was a lot of racial Attention and shit. Mm-hmm. It was like they did sell out. He working with the white man partnership, right nation partner with NFL. How he gonna do that while we kneeling and shit? Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, they was like, they was like, 
NFL needs to get Kaepernick his job back. <laughs> how, how does that work? Yeah. Get his job back with the NFL. These NFL players calling they just sell out. Ain't that the same thing? Or am I just seeing it different? the same thing both working, especially if both they're going back to play right you both working <laughs> with this white company yeah and then I mean it's kind of like they Kaepernick was willing to sacrifice his money his career and nobody else even though they was kneeling a lot of people was kneeling nobody was willing to sacrifice their own money and their careers because I mean if you look at the amount of um black men that make up the NFL that's the majority so if all of them were to say okay we're not gonna play they would they would probably do more because that's what's making all the money I'm pretty sure like all of their revenue comes from the black players because the biggest players are black like so if right. they all and decided not to play from the black players yeah they wouldn't be making no money and so. the NFL know that that's why when they do try to come together they compensate for them like I wish I wanted to do yeah but also I read something where in the first five years NFL players go broke so they really don't have the leverage to Mm. be like I got I can sit out this year a lot of them you know spend their money how they spend their money I don't say they expect them to be the messiah but they they really want him to do it all in a sense they expect him to you know his one billion dollars to compensate all the struggles that black people go through in all the inner cities across the United States. Um, that don't make sense. Most of these people don't really do anything to impact the black community in general. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Don't act negative, then they get offended, though. So, since we already established that neither one of us think that he's a sellout, um, can we talk a little bit about what he has done for the black community? I mean, it's not publicized. You don't ever see him posting what he does but i don't feel like he has to number one jay-z i know for sure and he was like one of the executive producers of two films that were about victims of uh police brutality one of them being trayvon martin um i just saw something recently where the, the track that was on judas and the black messiah he donated all of the proceeds to nipsey hustle's estate in the hampton house I know that he's offered support to families of victims of police uh, br- brutality. Then he paid for the lawyer of, I don't want to say Breonna Taylor, one of the victims. I hate that I can't think of the person's name. but Philippe Brown? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, he did a story on him as well. I know for sure uh, him and Meek Mill partn- partnered up together with um, an organization called Reform Alliance that was dedicated to criminal justice reform. They were trying to come up with different ways for uh, black men to, like, not necessarily go to jail as a consequence for, like, minor crimes. So, like, instead of you just going straight to jail, it could be, like, alternatives. And then also just when they say criminal justice reform, just getting judges to kind of look at some of the cases of people that have been given more time for minor crimes, especially if they at a young age, like 16, 17, 18. They shouldn't be getting right. like five years or six years for like first time uh, criminal offenses like weed, like pity shit like weed. This, um, that's just me doing a little bit of research on what he has done, but I know he's done a lot more than it. So, a couple other things he, he's done, like, um, then I guess people look like one of, the, one of his biggest companies was like starting the uh, Rotten Nation Management. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. So, you know, you know, with, with a lot of the NBA deals, 
NBA players used to get like screwed out of a lot of money by them Jewish lawyers. So, so his advancement in the NBA game made room for the Rich Pauls and the Leon Rose and these other NBA uh, agents now. But just him establishing that business changed the whole dynamics of how NBA players start getting contracts. Now, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you keep up with that, but like how LeBron these two years with one player option deals, you know, now players used to sign five years, 100 mils. I ain't doing two years, 100 mils. Damn. Just off, you know, the way that he entered himself in their business. Yeah. Now, you know, they got to respect you because they don't want the hundreds of million dollars going to rock agent, agency because ultimately that's, that's black dollars going to black pockets. That's just one deal. He, he inserted uh, NBA. He got NBA players, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, baseball players, NFL players. Another thing that he does is like he got a uh, I think Gloria, Gloria Carter college fund where he like takes so many students to go to college every year. He got a global poverty project. He got talent for other foundations as well. Um, another thing is that he, um, he, okay, so he donated a lot of his, um, I don't know if you remember, like he did a 14 concert. Uh, I want to call it a tour in two weeks span when uh, the Barclays Center first opened and he donated all that to the Market Project. And that's where he's and from, right? He, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he born, a, well, I don't know if he's born and raised there, but the majority of his life there in Market Project, Project and grew up there. Mm-hmm. He donated millions of dollars for, for a water pipeline in Africa so they didn't have fresh and clean water. This is like back in 06. Mm-hmm. It's just like countless of other land things he's done since he had money. Him but and Beyonce, really. I always see Beyonce. Both of them. Stuff. Mm-hmm. But since he ain't doing directly for, I don't know, it's just because it's not seen in the light. Like shit, people say he ain't doing enough. Whatever he do, not going to be enough for if you ask me. Yeah, and I, I hate that I'm not going to say we should stop looking at rappers to like save us, but I just think that people, instead of criticizing million dollar deals, are you putting the black dollar in a black pocket? Because a lot of these people, it's they still wearing designer, which ain't the black dollar nine times out of ten. They still wearing Gucci, Louis, all this shit. As soon as they stimulus check, the, <laughs> if they count, they start talking about how they finna. It's just, it's, it's like, come on, bro. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's only, it's only, it's only, it only matters when they, when they don't got the money. When they got, when black people <laughs> got the money, they don't, they don't think about no fucking black business for the majority. You can spend, you? you can spend your money with black. Go ahead. You hold on. You can spend your black dollar with. With anybody, but so like you said, as soon as they send the jar, they going straight to the to the uh, to the liquor store. <laughs> going to get them some off the new George from Nike. Going to get them a new outfit from Fashion Nova. All these all these white companies, and then they going to spend twenty dollars instead of black business on some food or some shit. Yeah, and then also with the Grammys and everything. Well, I'm not sure if you saw it, but the weekend was like he's about to boycott the Grammys, and he gonna do it every year after this because you know they snubbed him for after hours. It's been breaking a whole lot of records. For years, people have been saying the Grammys is basically like overlooking black art and the voting system is unfair. The people that kind of set up the voting system or even the people that are voting aren't really within the culture. So how can they judge off of, you know, black music or black art? And not even just that, but it's most of the time it's not even included. Like, of course, that year where Kendrick Lamar... He was like within the nominations of album of the year, hip hop album of the year. Him oh, and then uh, like uh, Macklemore won. Yes, bro. Like <laughs> situations <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like my my point is why do we place value in places where they don't belong? It's like y'all keep begging for 
like for validation it's like why do y'all care about this shit you know what I'm saying and people are saying like I brought this up to my friend yesterday he was just saying how he doesn't feel like it should necessarily be a divide between black and white so for example if somebody were so okay let me give you some context so basically that was like if you don't like the grammys why don't y'all just come up with something that supports black art or whatever and that was like well it shouldn't be we already had the bt awards but it shouldn't be a, a black a separate black award show or it's something always separate. That. It, that's, that's always the argument when black people say let's come up with our own shit white but people dude, just come over their own shit right but the but dude was like think about it though if if everything was separate then it would kind of be as though they're not you're not able to compete it would benefit black people yes but he was saying you wouldn't be able to compete with just the best it would be the best black person so you want to as an artist you want to compete with the best the number one person on the chart period you don't want to have to just compete with the best black person who's the number one who's the number one person (laughs) on the chart they probably black right now who the number but two person on the chart? Let's look real quick. I'm gonna see. Eight of the top ten are black. So what is he talking about? You want to compete with the best? Hey, you right though. This, this Drake, not, this not just music. It's not just music either. Go ahead. It's not. Drake got Drake got the top three on uh Apple Music right now. What what I'm looking at right now, it got Drake as the top three. Pooh Shiesty back in blood number four. Cardi B up number five. Lil Baby number seven. Lil TJ, I skip one. Lil TJ featuring Black, number six. Number eight, Lil mm-hmm. Baby. Number nine, Rod Wave. Number ten, Moneybag. Number eleven, Giveon. Let me look at something else too. And that's just music. You want to go to sport? Who the best? Who the best athletes in basketball? LeBron, yeah. Kevin Durant, yeah, Kyrie, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. We ain't gotta look at that. We know that. You know, you want to go to football? Who the best in football? Oh, okay. The black, the black, the black players: Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. So what Go I'm ahead. looking at right now on Billboard is a number one, Olivia Rodrigo. I'm assuming she's Hispanic. Cardi okay. B. Cardi B is number two. Number three. Number three is Blinding Lights, The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number four is Ariana Grande. <laughs> okay. Number five is Go Crazy, Chris Brownie on Thug. Three. Number six is The Weeknd, Save Your Tears. Four. Number seven. I don't even know who this is. Twenty four K Golden. Okay. <laughs> Number eight is that little TJ song again featuring Black Pop Smoke. What okay. you know about love? That's number nine. Eight. And then number ten. I don't think they do a Lipa. Who is that? Oh, well, the baby on the song. But so that's, 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 that's nine. <laughs> yeah, you right. So when you say you want to compete with the best, like what do people be talking about? And then in a, in the top twenty is is more Black people. That Pooh Steep Back in Blood is still on the chart, and for for the night, Pop Smoke still on the chart. Like if Black people try to make a platform to where they can keep with the Grammys, it's gonna be like, then they why we gotta divide? Gonna be the Grammys. Yeah, and then if they you don't look, care. They already made the money off of you. So, but <clears throat> to go back to your question, I I do think Black people put too much uh, emphasis on white acceptance. Like if you if you know the Grammys on year in year out snub the best artist for you know the best music mm-hmm. then it's, it's up to the artist to make a platform for where they can be represented in the right way just like music wasn't music wasn't generally accepted in the white white community in the 70s and the 80s then hip-hop came yeah, out it was, and then it took the radio. over the first rap right. song to that make it on the charts was vanilla ice <laughs> 
Did you know that? Like the they didn't even play the first number one rap song was the Vanilla Ice Junk. I can't I can't think of what it's called, but it, it was by a white dude. Ice Ice Baby. I think so. Go like you can Google that shit. First number one rap song is Vanilla Ice. Rappers yeah, Delight. Ice, Ice Baby, November third. Yeah. Yeah. And this was after Rappers Delight. And ninety. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> On some bad. Big Daddy Kane, right? Like all, all these folks was already yeah. And that was the first number one rap. So they weren't even playing it on the radio. Now it's the number one genre. Look at here. So that's what they got to do. They got to <laughs> use the same steps they did to make hip hop number one to make the new alternative of the Grammys respected more than it. And so then you're gonna continue having Macklemore win awards over Kendrick Lamar and Jay Z playing with and Drake. and Drake. So do you think that's possible though for Black people to eventually just kind of take everything, all their talents away? Is there a way for us to even separate everything? Because I mean, that would be sports. What we say, sports, uh, all the media, which is music, TV and movies is there a way for us to separate all of that completely at this point like in 2021 I think that when you when you start talking about economics and not just we should overcome yeah the conversation switch and I think that's how it'll 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 switch in music instead of saying yeah I need to include us and you know give us representation mm-hmm. you say oh you know what we're gonna start our own shit yeah and we'll partner with y'all, but we're not going to give y'all 80 20 no more. Now we're going 60 40. Okay, so that's going that, to, that takes me to my, that brings me back to the beginning, the, the initial conversation. So, what you okay. saying, all right, so we got to we gotta make our own instead of get asking for them with our handout. Do you also think that that also entails us sometimes working with the white men or working with opposing people? Uh, in order to get what we want for the ultimate goal, because it seems like what that's what Jay Z is doing. There's no way around it in exactly. 2021. Exactly. Working with the, you have to work with the white yeah. in 2021 to as a as a black culture or community get what we want. Yeah. As a, as a business, some 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 black people just good with benefits and a good paying salary. Nothing wrong with that either. But if we want to move forward and have our own, we're gonna have to think bigger than benefits and a good paying salary yeah and then you and I think that's what Jay Z is doing and it's not really a whole lot of uh, black people at Jay Z's level that can contribute as much as he can besides who we say uh, Dr. Dre Oprah Diddy Diddy and maybe some some other uh, music business executives yeah that's behind the scenes maybe But, but but that's crazy right there in itself like we don't have that many billionaires as black at all. Don't. But then you can go to Forbes right now and they got a list of 500 billionaires just white in the U.S. Yeah, so it's like, who do y'all expect Jay-Z to do business with? How do you, how who, do you who expect... Who do you expect him to do business yeah, with? Who do you expect him to be able to make this thing grow with? Is what I'm asking. And then, like, maybe P. Diddy and Dr. Dre just ain't on the same playing field as, you know, in terms of, like, what he's trying to do. They might be just on some different shit. I ain't hear nobody call Dr. Dre to sell out. Oh, because he sold the uh, beats. <laughs> and I'm jumping with popping. I guess because he's not really, he, he hasn't really been a spokesperson for like buying black or saying support. None of Disney, none, not Disney, none of Diddy 
business moves if he called the sellout. Yeah, you are. I heard he don't even own Ciroc. Hell no, nah, he don't own Ciroc. <laughs> <laughs> he owns Revolt though, don't he? I think, yeah, I think he do own Revolt. So, so for us to, this is just like stuck around back to your question, for us to be, uh, have our own Grammys and like represent our music in a way it's gonna have to be done strategically, like not in the interest of just a dollar. If it's really about not selling out your people, it's, it's build it up just like we did hip hop music, and then treat it just like the Grammys treat their awards. We don't, we be like laughing to these awards, really. Yeah, to be honest, we do. they don't take this shit serious. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta take it like Instagram. Them folks take the BET awards like it's a fucking cookout or something. Yeah, so it gotta be done strategically and and with the help of white people until we can leverage our own and we don't need them no more. But don't depend on them. Right now, we just depending on them. We want to move into the step of into the step of partnership with them mm-hmm. until we don't need them no more. It's, just, it's like a three step process. I think they they got to be the ones that respect the platform that that whoever makes oh, to yeah, keep it the Grammys. Yeah, yeah, whoever makes the platform to keep the Grammys, the artists have to respect and black Twitter because that's who's cracking out the jokes. Easy. Just LLC Twitter, Jay Z, BET Awards, <laughs> uh, what they call it, Rock Nation Brunch Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they do. They joke about that a lot. I think that's it. I think we we established today that Jay Z is not a sellout, and that ultimately you cannot shy away from working with the white man, <laughs> unless you said like <laughs> on a lower level you can, but you can't be mad at Jay Z for doing it because you don't know what the ultimate goal is. Actually, did you actually support <laughs> support title, or did did you stay on Apple Music and Spotify? Hey, I'm one of those people. Like you say, <laughs> be judgmental from the sidelines. Like, I don't need, I ain't no black on business. He got white employees. <laughs> so does Apple Music. What the fuck? What? Yeah. Well. Yo, some people, some people, it was like, I, I can't leave Spotify because my uh, my playlist too long. So you could, you really could just make another one or keep it. It's only it was only like for me it was only like five dollars a month. I don't know. My hell no, this shit was like twenty something dollars. <laughs> when I tried to get on there, it was definitely like twenty something dollars. You must have joined when it first got posted. I know you did. How much? How much Apple Music? How much? How much do you uh, pay for Music? Like ten dollars, ten fifteen dollars. That's how much. That's how much I pay for Potty right now. I when I first got on, it was four ninety nine because I was college. Yeah, because I mean, I got, the, I got the college student deal. But the now only I pay reason. 10 dollars. The only reason I, I stayed was because I personally didn't feel like having to, like, put all my music on there after years of collecting all my music on Apple Music. But I didn't know until recently, Ariane showed me this app where it can, like, automatically transfer all your songs to whatever streaming service you move into. But it take a while. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was my only thing. I was like, I'm not finna go on Tidal and start remaking my whole music collection after I've been on Tidal album music for four or five years. Like, it's just not gonna happen. And Ariane been but on Spotify since high school. So, you said, what if it's for the culture? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I support black That's businesses every day, so. <laughs> That's the thing. When, it, when, it, when, it, when it's a, a personal conflict, I <laughs> No, nah, but know. it 
that was the only thing like I said for me I I, I actually did I, I was on there using somebody else's um somebody else's username and password just to see if it was all this cracked up to be to see if I was gonna pay for it and it was cool like it had a lot of cool content on there exclusive content that other platforms didn't have so I mean I, I got the hype but I just I never went back to it um not even for a specific reason I just never ended up going back to it so like from your experience I know a lot of other people were saying that interface isn't nowhere near better than Apple Music or no, Spotify's the stats that we just talked about only five percent maybe didn't only five percent joined it and the other percentage didn't because of what it lacked maybe them supporting black businesses just wasn't enough for them to be like okay i really like this app you know right. what i'm saying so the brand me, the brand wasn't as big as spotify and apple so of course they're gonna have more yeah so like from your experience do you genuinely like title better or you just you just sticking to you know support black business well we can't say that no more <laughs> but <laughs> initially um, like do you actually like title do you like what it offered ultimately yeah i left i left spotify in 2015 mm-hmm. but it wasn't because i genuinely liked title it grew on me it wasn't because i genuinely i actually liked spotify more in 2015 but i probably listened to jv 75 percent of the time throughout the uh, week so okay. so when when he made titles, I saw I noticed all his music was, you know, coming out of Spotify. So I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. So I went to uh, I went and bought it, and then that's just I just left Spotify alone. I started messing with. It. I kept I stopped getting on it, and then like 2018, I think Apple gave me like six months free using it, but I ain't like it. I was like, I had been using Title for like three years. Yeah, I ain't like it. I had been using Title for like three years, so I was like, I don't like this. I ain't like the interface that I had been using Title for so long. Mm-hmm. But now I use somebody else Apple Music, so <laughs> I bought it. Um, but the quality sound better on Apple Music than Title because I don't have the uh, high definition subscription on Title. That's a different. So you gotta have, you gotta pay a different subscription for a higher quality. Because I, I think that Apple can make their quality, their product have higher quality because it's their phone. Yeah. The title, you gotta yeah, pay for sense. it. And I noticed that I was like, damn, why this song sound better on Apple Music than on Title? Mm-hmm. So that's why I got Apple Music just for this. So I don't pay for it, but I use somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I do genuinely like Title. So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna leave Title now? Where you gonna keep it? Because I mean, technically, they said Jay. One thing we forgot to mention earlier in the conversation was that Jay Z is gonna be on the board of trustees at, at Square. So I don't know if that counts for anything for some people, but he's not ultimately leaving unless they like take his music up. Like he got a lot of music videos on there that's not on YouTube, that's not on Apple Music, it's not on Spotify. So if they take like some of his songs and music videos that's on there often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll probably leave, but it's right as far as right now, nah. You know, for for like five years reasonable doubt wasn't on any streaming platform yeah i remember it was more than that though uh well not on any uh streaming platform but a few of his albums weren't on uh apple music yeah, or spotify majority of they had to pay him for that you know spotify wasn't paying artists back then for having their music on them on them platform so he uh-huh. put out his music often so if you want to use on music you got to pay him for it. music music streaming has become how artists get paid you know it used to be like through cds at, at targets and best buys and yeah walmart stuff like that so i'm sure they have to pay more now but during them during that time it was like new and i don't think nobody knew how much uh how much you can get from streaming but i'm looking at spotify right now spotify pays 
I'm sure it varies to like artists like Lady Gaga, Jay Beyonce. But right now, it's that they pay you point zero zero four three seven <laughs> per string. <laughs> the, the top, Ooh, the top two so is <laughs> the top two is Napster and Title, and then number three is Apple Music. Title pay point zero one two eight four. Wow. And then Apple pay point zero zero seven eight three cents. YouTube, hold on, this is this part. This part is funny. YouTube pay. 0.0.00069 per view. That is crazy. They, they got two points and three zeros before they pay you. YouTube pay your what you supposed to get. Well, <clears throat> that's all I got for you today. Um, appreciate you for being on. Um, I definitely want to invite you on the show next week or whenever you come back so we can unpack a little bit more. Yeah, third or fourth. Yes, sir. Ski. Appreciate <laughs> you having me on this side. <laughs> I'm gonna say, are you gonna drop your uh, your social media? You don't really be on your Twitter like this. Nah, you know, I'm anti-social. That's an award show. I'm just playing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you can follow me. My son, Young Lee Born, Y O U N G L I K One. Um, appreciate you having me on your podcast, the best music podcast up and coming right now. Yes, sir. And uh, keep pushing the platform. Keep pushing your yourself and believing in your in your art. For sure, for sure. Dang, I see. I should have asked be, you. Don't be, don't be selling out to these white huh? <laughs> I should have asked you. I should have put you on the spot and asked you the, uh, your your top five most influential, like the conversation we had uh, two weeks ago on the last episode. But I top five influential. <laughs> yeah, you can do that real quick. Yo, top five <laughs> most <laughs> top five most influential artists in the last twenty years. All right, top five most influential artists in the last 20, 20 years. So twenty we years. 20, we we not completely twenty twenty one. So I'm doing twenty years. Okay. All right. Number one, Andre three thousand. For sure. Number two, Lil Wayne. Three, Kanye West. Four. <laughs> Jay Z, for sure, for sure. He make he make artists want to get money off their music now. So from the business side, Jay Z, and then five. Who started the new wave? Five. I'm, I'm gonna go with Chief uh, Ah, uh, that's what I wanted to put on my list last time. Uh, he ain't make. Damn. I ain't think about Damn. him until after the fact. Honorable mention, Gucci Mane. What you say? That I wanted when we stopped recording. I was like, I really, I really should have put Chief Keith on that hoe. Yeah, I ain't put him on my list. Chief really like blew up the, the how music is right now. They drill shit. Hell yeah. Chief Keep all the way. Cause Chicago didn't really all have this. no no artists of that type. Should like like his level besides Kanye, but not no, like, I just mean like on some like you said like on some drill shit. Yeah yeah yeah, not like Chief Keith. Mm. I mean King, King Louis was out, oh, but he wasn't yeah. he wasn't big. All right, so like, you said, you said three stacks, yeah. Wayne, Wayne, Jay Z, and Chief Keith. and Chief Keith, and then you said somebody else. Honorable mention Gucci Mane. Honorable mention Gucci. Okay, I don't have. I don't think. Who, I have, who, who you think? Who you think had a bigger influence? Gucci Mane, Young Thug, or Chief Keith? Like on music right now. Gucci Mane, Young Thug, or Chief Keith? Mm. Thug, how shit sounds right now. I feel like every every young rapper that's coming out right now trying to sound like the for sure. Uh, but influence 
overall probably, probably Gucci because just because he ushered in more artists than anybody else I'm a, in the game I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jay-Z out because don't nobody rap like Jay-Z but even though he's very influential I'm gonna take him out that's why he was honorable mention on my list because I'm gonna take I said Jay-Z the same out. thing but I'm not gonna put who you said on. I'm gonna put T-Pain on see Kanye was kind of like the person that made auto-tune and rap the way it was like the way that it was being used and Lil Wayne too when Lollipop dropped because when yeah. T-Pain was doing it he was doing he was using it more so as a singer if you think about it cause niggas so he didn't went, bring auto-tune out? he did we can we can put him influential period but for rap Niggas, niggas would probably uh, accredit. Okay, you're right. He's not a rapper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Niggas wouldn't be like T Pain was like my favorite rapper. I ain't never heard a nigga say that. But in no, general, I thought you just talking. In general, <laughs> I in thought you just talking about influential part. Oh my bad. I mean, well, yeah, you right though. We were talking about some rap shit, so I I wouldn't put T Pain on there, but. T Pain was no, influential with not. the with the auto tune in general though for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think about Kanye with on eight hundred eight and Harper. So yeah, he was for sure. He, like, he really did. He, yeah, and I think Kanye West really started that. Then. Well, not started, I, but people have argued in the past that Lollipop was first because what was that? Oh seven. I watched a YouTube video and it said Kanye was inspired by Lollipop, and then somebody else said. Lollipop was inspired by Ye. That was on the part of three. That was 2008. Alright, that's 08. Alright, so Edwards and Heartbreak was what? 08. Damn, so it's hard to tell. What's Hold the on. date? 808. Heartbreak released in November 24th, 2008. I know, I know, uh, part of three came out in the summer of 08. Mmm. Well, there you go. So I put that, on. That don't mean, that whole everything. No. That don't mean he was influenced. He could have reported it. Where did it he first. get it from, though? You know he could have recorded the song. A nigga, first. a nigga ain't just wake up. He could have like, recorded. He could have recorded the song two, three years ago. Yeah, but I T Pain. He I said T Pain for sure. But like in rap, who said T Pain? I've, I've, I think I seen an interview where um, Kanye said something about T Pain. He was Kanye like, said T Pain influenced him. He said that shit for when, sure. Hold on, when T Pain should come out again? I remember seeing that, bro. And I said. They work together. Yeah, I know Lil Wayne and Kanye uh, West worked together on part no, of three. No, I think T-Pain worked with Ye early on, too. I know for a fact Kanye worked with Lil Wayne mm-hmm. on part of three. What if it was... What if it was Akon that come... Hell no. Now I'm saying, what if Akon who influenced T-Pain who influenced Kanye? I'm- T-Pain said on her, on this interview that he he worked on at Kanye West. So can I, so I can keep T-Pain in there number five? Since he influenced Kanye West and Lil Wayne, I guess so. If you want to, and on my list, if he if yeah. he worked if he worked with him, it's like an umbrella. <laughs> it's like I right, T Pain T Pain at the top, and then under his umbrella should be Kanye and one for the auto tune. But he ain't, like you said, he ain't no rapper. Niggas ain't no, ain't no rapper. Influence. But he probably like gave the game to Kanye West, but people was influenced by Kanye West for auto tune. <laughs>